You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome to episode 135 of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, brought to you by Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Patreon page. Get over to patreon.com slash garage guys right now. Got some exciting news, Drew. Let's hear it. It's time to unveil the brand new tier at Garage Guys Patreon. It's the Garage Fam VIP tier. Yes, you heard it here first. This will be our tier that is going to embody everything that we're doing on our Patreon page as far as Drew's DFS rankings, uh, some best bets, picks, and uh, the occasional blog posts here and there by me and our Drew. So a lot of cool things in store under that tier. It's $10 a month. I don't think that that's a lot of money at all. A lot of people spend $10 like every three hours. Would you say that's a pretty accurate number? It is. Probably way more than $10 every three hours. Especially what can you like, get with $10? Yeah, like literally, like you, you spend $10 like a day, like at least, unless like you're homeless. You know, unless so you're somebody that's like buying all their groceries at one time and refusing to ever buy anything else. Right, or like unless you're like a college kid that like spends – Ramen noodles. Those, yeah, like a lot of ramen. Like you, you can have a mountain of ramen with $10. So it's like just buy one box of ramen – and then you have like almost like enough to still get the Garage Guys VIP Garage Fam tier on Patreon. So literally you get this. It's going to pay for itself within like a week. It's, it's almost a guarantee. Like you will be able to take on NASCAR. And then when football season rolls around, you'll have all the same content that Drew was putting out this past year. So we're rolling it all into one. Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Patreon page. Now's the time because NASCAR starts officially on Sunday with the clash, the Bush clash. Got, got, got to throw it back. The Bush clash at Daytona. So get over there today. Become a Garage Fan VIP. And let's run the fucking world. Garage Guys, all the way up top. I can so, hear the excitement in your voice. I can tell that you just went into Patreon and made all the changes. You're, that, coming, you're coming in hot. Yeah, it, it, it happened. That happened on the day of, of yesterday is when that happened. So I put out a tweet too, and I was like and, – and I saw that you responded, uh, which, was, which was good. It was good to see you respond because uh, you're a natural troll boy, and that's what you do. <laughs> so I, I tweeted out. I said, if you want to make money in NASCAR this season, DM me. And we did get a couple of DMs from some, some curious uh, Twitter followers of mine. So uh, they're, they're, I've already talked to two of them. So we're going to be uh, already – already got two people from one day that are, uh, that are becoming Garage Fam VIPs. So, and, then, and then you too, I guess, now, since you DM me. You're, you're now a Garage Fam VIP. Good job, Drew. Welcome, welcome to the Garage Fam VIP tier. It's pretty difficult to be the person providing content and also a member that's DMing you. So I right. somehow pulled it off. Yeah, it's like you write it, then you got to go read it. That's got to be exhausting. I'm going to be critical of myself. 
yeah good, good job good job <laughs> we're, we're glad we're glad to have you but yeah guys patreon.com slash garage guys get over there now get the tier let's win some cash shake a little ass never forget shakira j-lo super bowl because i know that moms all across america aren't speaking in tongues shakira all kind of crazy stuff <laughs> that's like the wildest video that has hit surface twitter i guess you would say it's, it's getting everywhere it obviously it just got to facebook like yesterday because facebook's always late facebook people at facebook are like get everything from twitter like three four days later it's nuts i've been seeing it all over facebook yeah it's funny how it's a little bit delayed with the older generations there on facebook right and and we're on facebook too so if you're on facebook you can go to garage guys fantasy sports facebook page and uh not as active as we as we need to be on Facebook, but uh, we're trying. We're trying to get there. We like to entertain the 40-year-olds. You know what I'm saying? Got, we there's got no some, discrimination here. No, there's that. not. I think we have like three people in our demographic that are like 40-plus that listen to our Ooh, show. Interesting. Yeah, so uh, we appreciate the millennial generation. Thank you for being Garage Fam. But um, spe- speaking of the whole Super Bowl deal, I, obviously it's come and gone. XFL football is getting ready to start. Uh, I've said it before, and I've been tweeting about it a little bit. You can go check out the Other League podcast. I'm the co-host of that show with uh, Captain XFL, a.k.a. Danny Boy. And uh, we, we wrapped up our third episode uh, this past week. So if you want to get some good XFL insight, go check out that show. Become a subscriber of that show. Um, but the Super Bowl parade finally happened. A lot of people were saying it was a pretty weak Super Bowl. I, I don't I don't see many parades going well in the state of Missouri. It doesn't seem like a big parade state. No, it doesn't. And the only thing I saw on the whole thing was um, Travis Kelsey and, Pat, and Patrick Mahomes speaking. I didn't see anything else about it. Yeah, that's basically all there was. I just saw this big red bus and like Patrick Mahomes was like pouring beer like from the bus to the ground, like wringing Travis's mouth. And then Travis got up where, where they got to their, like, I guess their uh, speech point, put on the WWE champion belt and just started going to rage mode. Reminded me a lot of his speech, the speech his brother had a couple years back uh, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, Jason Kelsey. That was an electric ass speech. So the Kelsey boys know how to uh, really, you know, get, get the crowd hype. We'll put it that way. So God, God blessed us with the Kelsey brothers. We love the tight ends. He's trying to take that Gronk role. Yeah, he, he's basically uh, – he's got to fight uh, George Kittle for it. But obviously he won that fight this season. I have no problems, problems with having two of those guys. That's great. We love tight ends. So. Kittle and Kelsey. Coincidentally, they, uh, they have the same uh, letter in their uh, last name, the first letter. So big year for K's. Uh, congrats. And, and if your name has a K in it, congrats to you. Uh, this is your year, 2020, the year of the K. Is it? Do you think it's acceptable for us to start saying K to people again now and they won't feel disrespected over text messages? Um, I'm going to vote no because people will feel disrespected unless they listen to this podcast. In that case, we can, we're going to use K. We'll just use – we'll just we'll, – we'll say K for, for, uh, for Kelsey or K for Kittle, and then that will make it okay because you, you're always going to have, like, that 60-year-old man that, like, is always still just learning how to text for some reason even though he's been doing it for, like, six years, and he still just, you know, uses just single letters to, like, respond to things. My favorite is the name after every text message too. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know a guy? Yeah, I know a guy too. It's like every text is an email. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they, are they refer to text as email? Yeah. Send me an email. Yeah. So s- send us an email text, Travis, Kelsey and, and George Kittle and make sure you put K. So that was our squirrel segment of the garage guys, fantasy sports podcast. So a couple of weeks ago we did our uh, NFC and AFC win prediction recap. And we have another recap episode for you guys. We sent off our, uh, our, all of our podcasts. We, we put them all in a, uh, in a box, in a uh, cardboard box, and we mailed them off to our guy. And uh, somebody actually took us up on our offer. Uh, we were going to pay him $100 for them to go through all of our episodes from the 2019 NFL season. They were going to listen to all of them and pick out all of our hot takes that we had where, or just disagreements. Yeah, or di- disagreements, hot takes that were disagreements, whatever. And we were going to see who was right and who was wrong. Um, so we've had that done. Um, I haven't had the results shared. So this is going to be another, uh, another Drew surprise. Here's the results episode. So Drew is basically going to be Mari on this episode, letting me know who the and father pressure. is every Ooh. time there was a take that was given out. So... Without further ado, here's Drew Dean for the 2019 NFL Hot Take Disagreement Recap Awards. I think this is going to show you and show me how bad our memory is. Because some of these takes, you won't even believe. Uh, Maybe you will. I don't know. Maybe you have a sharper memory than I do. So basically anything that we have, like an individual player performance disagreement on like a given week, I'm probably going to overlook those. But so I start at the very top just because you have to start with the very first thing. And, and it's the early favorite for MVP. Do you remember who you took? Um, I do not. Do I need to guess? That you had some serious hometown bias. Uh, Drew Brees. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. That's, that's acceptable. That way you took Brees, which is not a bad take. We both missed this one. I, so I was answering this in terms of a, a betting boy, and I said to take Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson as small bets and to hedge your bet with Pat Mahomes. So lost all that because Lamar Jackson did his thing. But I like the thought process behind that because we very easily could have seen Pat Mahomes. I mean, Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, and Russell Wilson were all in the hunt at one point, correct? Yeah, yeah, big time. But, I mean, uh, undeservingly, Mahomes still got the uh, Super Bowl MVP. So, there's right. always that. Congrats. I wish there was a consolation prize, you know. Too bad for yeah. me. Yeah, uh, at least Damian Williams got his jersey back from Raheem Mostert. So, that's good. I saw that. I saw that. Kind of, kind of odd, but also I also respect it. Yeah, I respect the move. For sure. So, that was the very first take of Drew and Chase 2019 NFL season. And the next was a dark horse that will be on every team by week three. This was a question that I believe you posed, and I want to give you the opportunity to guess your answer. So I remember, I remember talking about the dark horses um, early on in the season. I'm trying to like muster up who I could have said would have been that dark horse. Um, some of the guys that I was big on, was it Dante Moncrief? No, he comes up later on this sheet. But start thinking about hard knocks. Okay. Uh, Hunter Renfro. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That didn't turn out too well. That was your <laughs> – he had a couple of good weeks at the end of the year, but by yeah, that time – Yeah, once you were I let of go him. of him. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah, if you love him, you got to leave him. 
mine was equally as bad. Um, I wasn't really a huge fan of Mark Ingram. I thought they were going to go by committee and that Justice Hill would be on every team. So we both struck out here. Oof. So that was – we both we b- both missed on the first two. This is the first one where we have some disagreement, and that was that Dalvin Cook will lose the starting job to Alex Madison. This was a, uh, this was a chase hot take, <laughs> and I uh, disagree. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing because that was like all sheer just like from – my wanting to be able to back up the belief that Dalvin Cook was not going to be what everybody was hyping him up to be. Right. So I was just like, I've got to go all in. And I like, that was one of my, uh, one of my shouldn't have done it pride boy takes hot takes right there. So apologies. I'm pretty sure no one believed that though for a second. And so, you've already, we've talked about this on so many podcasts that you kind of was, you kind of were already apologizing for it. So it yeah. like you subconsciously it like week, knew about it. Week three or week two or week three, I was already like, okay, I was wrong. Right. Like, yeah. So that, that's already been corrected, but yeah, for, for the, before the season, I don't doubt it one bit. So sorry, Dalvin, you did great this year. Proud of you, except for whenever you, uh, you came to new Orleans. And that was one of these though, that was like very, very hot take. You know, a lot of these are, are different, but you you went out on a limb just to make that statement. So you, I don't think everyone ex- – I mean, like you said. I tried to speak it into existence, but there wasn't enough belief behind it. Technically, you could have been right if you, like, got injured or something. Yeah, that we'll see. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I broke the rule. Like, because I just was like, this guy just has too many injuries. Like, he's probably going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why I said that's what true. I said. So, sorry, guys. I, I, won't, I won't be doing that going forward anymore. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to. I'm just gonna look at it for face value, and do it the right way, and then let the results speak for themselves. After right. That. Then we're gonna Jeff it. Jeff it all the way mm-hmm. to 2020. Got to. to 2020. Next one, Kenyon Drake will be a better running back than Kalen Balaj. Oof! I already know where I went with this one. I was. I was so big on Kalen Balaj. You were. Whatever. Like I. I had a lot of hopes for that. For that guy and dreams, but. Um, Good thing that Kenyon Drake found a new home where he went to the moon, basically. I, I, I don't know if anybody could have predicted that happening. But have you seen, speaking of this, that we're going to Kenyon Drake and talking about Arizona, before we continue, just got to briefly bring up, did you see where Roto World was putting out clickbait articles on Twitter on, uh, on Wednesday? saying that David Johnson won't be returning to the Cardinals and that uh, the Rams are looking to move on from Todd Gurley. And, like, the headlines, everyone just freaked out over the headlines and no one clicked the articles. And when you click them, it's just basically, like, contradicting whatever they said in the headline. No, I missed all this. Yeah, so They just so, put out a, fake, like a tweet that said one thing and then you click the article and it says the opposite, something like that. Right, right. So I quote tweeted it the other night with the David Johnson. I was just like, you know, farewell. Because, like, I, I mean, I obviously do expect them to move on from David Johnson at this point. I mean, what do you – what more why, – why do you need him? You have Kenyon Drake and after he did what he did. But uh, the girly stuff, I'm not 100% on. But whenever wh- – what they did was is when people started kind of making fun of them, they broke the golden rule of Twitter and they deleted the tweets. So now they're just getting roasted even harder. Ooh. So good job for being uh, – R- Roto World went TMZ for a minute. I think actually, I think even TMZ has a little more integrity than to delete shit like that. So that's a big, big oof for Roto World. But yeah, just wanted to touch on that with Drake being in Arizona. I thought that was a 
pretty cool little topic. For sure. And this actually ended up being one of my best takes because I know you kind of said that no one could have called what Drake did, but I, I actually put out a recommendation to a few people to uh, pick up Drake and just stash him on your bench because I was predict predicting him to be traded, which is inevitably what happened. So I got to pat myself on the back there on that you one. Do, you do deserve a big one. I do remember when you said that. But, I mean, can you honestly say that that you were like, okay, hey, guys, he's going to have a 30-plus point fantasy game today? No, no, I just meant from terms of like his fantasy value after being traded was going to skyrocket. Definitely that, goes up when he's away from Miami, for sure. Yeah. You did that, though. And I know that a lot of Garage Fam uh, appreciated you for that one. In a sense, though, that would kind of free up uh, – free up. I'm going blank. Blage, right? Yeah, but it really didn't. Yeah, and then he got so, injured after. So, oof. Anyways, that's that's kind of – it for week one all of that was week one stuff we got one more on here sorry Devin Funches will be a good receiver for the Colts eee, and this was one you got that? right so this is one that you agreed with and I disagreed with so okay yeah, yeah it's, but I mean, you're taking a lot of L's right now but it's okay yeah I guess I guess but yeah Funches, got hurt. Funches got hurt yeah that was the thing I remember that's what happened so I guess that kind of cancels it out a little bit yeah all right cool yeah. Yeah, I'm, not gonna, take, I'm not going to harp on you on that one. I'll take the wash. I'll take that. This one you won't like, though. So, um, I'll go ahead and just say San Francisco 49ers wide receiver and let you go from there. All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even, yeah, say no more, fam. I was just under this huge impression. I think I realized it probably by like week – even no, even by like week four, I still wanted to believe. But um, Marquise Goodwin, I did. I don't even know what the fuck happened to him, man. I it was a mystery. I, he at least had some speed. <clears throat> like, I don't know what 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 happened really either. He literally just like I I didn't see him on TV anymore. He like fell off the face of the earth. If it wouldn't have been for me following him on Instagram, like I wouldn't have known anything about what was happening. Like literally, all that dude does now is just hang out with tigers. He just really? has a shitload of pictures of him hanging out with tigers. Maybe that's how he's coping with not being on the roster. I guess. Like, I have no idea what's happening there. But, um, you know, I, I like Marquise Goodwin, especially with all his whole backstory of the year that, you know, he lost his, his child and all that happened. I mean, he was kind of coming out to be, you know, pretty decent receiver in, in 49ers game. And I thought with Garoppolo back that he was going to be able to emerge as that. But we just saw Debo Samuel just go balls to the wall. And I think that Shanahan just had a completely different vision um moving with it but so i mean it's it's a bad take for me and I, I can't believe that i stuck with it for as long as i did but i had to eventually wake up and smell the coffee and be like shit this isn't happening this is over with so yeah uh marquis goodwin that was a huge l for me <laughs> this season that was that was right there with the alexander madison take yeah, a lot of your bad ones are up front, so I promise you I'm not trying to uh, murder you up front. But you're so does, very, it get better, does it get better from here? It, well, there's still a few more because I think you referenced earlier the Dante Moncrief take, and that was right after this. So there's a few more. We got. I'm going to try to list off a few here. So I got Dante Moncrief. Um, I was more on the, on the fence on him, and um, you were big in a Dante Moncrief. You already knew that. Um, Sony Michelle would be heavier involvement in the passing game. I was disagreeing there, and you were agreeing. Ugh. And then Chris Godwin. This is the one I'm surprised on. 
So I said that he deserved to be drafted in the third and fourth round where he was going, and you disagreed. I think you were a little bit more on Mike Evans. So those three are all bunched together, so I just read them off at one time. I think that he was getting so much hype that, like, it scared me away. Like, you know how you have, like, some of those players that, like, get hype so heavy and then they just don't amount to it? Um, now, th- was this a preseason take or was this into the season? So, all of these are listed as week one. So, I'm assuming they either were prior to week one or okay. – I think these have to be before week one and then week one played out right after. Okay, got you. So, yeah, like, I, I, it really – I'll stick to that because I remember, like, all the articles and things coming up about him and I was just kind of like – I think everybody was so big on O.J. Howard, too, going into the season. So I thought that maybe, like, okay, I could probably see that being a little more of a thing. And then with Bruce Arians being in Tampa, I thought that we were going to see a lot more uh, usage of uh, of of uh, the run game in that offense than we did. But it turned out it was a lot more Jameis Winston throwing the ball every down, interception or not. And, you know, Chris Godwin was just there. So it happened. I mean, he's a great receiver, and uh, that was that was bad. That was bad juju, bad juju on my part. So I should have believed the hype. Sorry for not believing the hype, guys. But uh, but yeah, that's where I stand. I was probably on more of the fence of drafting him around like the sixth. But he I was- will say that your thought process there is when you see like everybody jumping on someone and their and their stocks just going crazy. Sometimes I just want to go the opposite way. So. Right, yeah, you gotta be cautious. That's just watching the stock market for so long. I'm just like, well, <laughs> this, this, this will fall eventually, and then I'll make my assessments. But it never fell. So Godwin, uh, Godwin went off. Good yeah. job, Chris Godwin. Yeah, I kind of remember what I said too, and I, I probably agree with your red flags there. But ultimately, I thought he was talented enough to do this. And the big piece for me was Adam Humphreys leaving. So Chris Godwin had a um, successful season two years ago when he was basically only on the field like half the snaps. And this year we saw all the news come out that Bruce Arians was going to leave him on the field all game. So that was the pro. If you were if you were a per, if you were a person that was obsessed with Chris Godwin, you were buying into him basically getting double the snaps from the, from the prior prior year. So good year for Godwin boys. Very good year. Um, your your win in week one. We don't have to talk about this one because it's literally just picking a game. But you took the Chiefs to beat the Jags on the against the spread, and I said that the I thought the Jags would keep it close. So that was your win in week one. All the rest were um, were me. So I don't good know. Job, if you have to, good job, Chase, for getting one thing right in week well, one. Well, I had I had <laughs> to give you I had to give you your your props, but I don't think we want to talk about a spread from week one, do we? Probably not. Okay, so I had to at least give you your shout out. More hot takes. Yeah, back to the hot takes. So, I have to give you credit. Week two, you um, you went against the Falcons, and I was on the Falcons. So, that was that was another team matchup. So, we don't have to talk, talk to that one, but you won that. Um, always bet against the Falcons. Yes, you're always against the Falcons. Always. This is Absolutely. one that, sh- that struck me kind of um, – I don't know where this came from. Nick Vanette – will have a really good fantasy week against Baltimore. And this was week five. I don't even remember who Vanette was on. Can you help me? Nick Vanette played for Seahawks. Yes. So this is before the emergence of uh, Will Disley maybe, or maybe they were both were playing? No, Nick Vanette 
Well, maybe I can't remember. I know that I know that I called. I called uh, he's on the Steelers, Disley. isn't he? Yeah, I called Will Disley, Nick Vanette on a tweet this season. Like I got them confused because they kind of look like the same person. And um, I just knew that, that that was a tight end for the Seahawks at one point. So the, the, the question was, is what I can't remember right now, is whether Nick Vanette was a Steeler all year or did he get traded at some point to the Steelers in the 2019 season. So that's the tough part. But, yeah, Will Disley was the man, the myth, the legend. And maybe that's why. Maybe I was thinking, I was thinking about him, but we can look back and see. So – if it was week number five, you said it was On week September five? 24th, Vanette was traded to the Steelers. Okay, so then, yes, Nick Vanette was with the Seahawks. And the Seahawks did play the, uh, the, the Ravens this past year, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, this, this line says week five, Nick Vanette will have a good game against Baltimore. And then it just says over here in the comments, it says – says Chase agrees. This was your take. I disagreed. And then it just says over here, zero points for Bennett. Oof. Well, I, that, that's just because I'm a big believer in the tight end. So, we did, we did some we, on-air research, and then Will Disley emerged, and I got Will Disley in fantasy. So, that was great until he got fucked up. You're going to love this next one. Chase says, Jameis Winston throws three interceptions, and Drew says, Winston shreds the Saints defense. Winston threw exactly three interceptions. Beautiful. There you go. On the you money, needed baby. that win. Yeah, so, it's, so this is what Chase needs to do. Always bet against the Falcons and always make calls when a team is playing the Saints. So that's, that's the trend that we're moving towards right now. There you go. Hot takes. So official anti, anti-Falcons pro-Saints hot taker. That's there me. Go. There you go. Let's see. I might have just lied to you. I thought he had like two interceptions. Maybe. I just lied to you for sure. That was a different game. Ooh. So uh, how you gonna rip my heart out like that? Sorry, Live this file. This file is actually a lot of information here. So, uh, so, so our guy, our guy did a good job. Yeah, the Winston well, threw zero interceptions. Winston had two hundred four yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. That is not a Jameis Winston game. Like I expect four interceptions and five touchdowns. So you were right. Yeah, I got the W according to him. He gave sometimes he'll give out a half point, sometimes he gives a full point. So Oh man. But sorry to break your heart there. Winston did throw interceptions. Oh, he threw him at home against the Saints, yeah. didn't he? He did. Yeah. So so I had the call right, just the wrong week. Yep. All right. So I'll I'll take that. I'll take that and and um and and put that into the back of my memory as a win. Some somewhere in the universe of twenty nineteen season. Delusion. I like it. There's a lot of Buck stuff here, so I'm not going to read all these off, but basically they were you taking stands on Brait, and I was taking stands on someone else. I remember them. Yep. So I'm not going to read those. I'm going to move to your week six. You warned everybody on the podcast, do not play Jay Goff. I disagreed with you. And he I love for, that one. And he went for 78 yards and zero touchdowns. So now we can cheer for you officially. I'm not, I'm not trolling you. Are you I'm sure? Not, can you read it one more time? Beware of Jared Goff is what this comment says. Yeah, I remember that week. And I want to say that they were playing against – who was it? Was it the Ravens they played? No, actually it was the 49ers. So, that was a good call by you with that. Uh, close. Yeah. Both <laughs> right. Both good defenses. And I guess I thought that he would hold his own. Can't really think – I can't really think back to what we had on this. But 
Oh, we were Shanahan boys all season. We were. Damn. We were. Damn. There's so much that happened. I'm pretty we, sure we, you followed this up with like Jared Goff will go off the next week, and he did. So yeah, he Jared Goff, Goff. Yeah. Yeah. When, when, when Jared's down, you can always guarantee that he's going to find a way to get back up again the next week. He's like that tub of thumping song. You, I get knocked down, but I get up again. Never going to keep me down. But then the week after, he just uh, – Todd Gurley tries to run, and then he falls apart. I always associate that song back to like a World Cup soccer game on Xbox or PlayStation, whatever I was playing at the time when I was really little. You want to know something really weird about that song? What? It makes me think about Home Alone 3. Isn't that the worst of the Home Alones? Yeah, and you know what's even weirder? That song is nowhere in the movie Home Alone 3. For some reason, as a child, that song got somehow – incorporated into my brain maybe it is though maybe that parrot from home alone 3 was singing it i'm not sure it's possible that's so weird that that's what you associate that song with though. yeah every time i think about that song i think about home alone 3 and i think about that kid with the with the rc car and the microchip and i'm mm. one of those weird people that actually enjoy home alone 3 interesting yes i so watched one and two this year for the first time in a long time just not a big fan of two nobody cares about the bird pigeon lady yeah, they basically tried to like replace the guy from the first movie with her, right? Yeah, it was just it was not cool. So, not cool. yeah, Home Alone one and three. That's goat 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 Home Alones right there. That squirrel segment was brought to you by Drip Drop ORS. Get the drip today. The official hydration relief drink of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. All right, so the next few we have are a lot of player like stats or like basically predicting if somebody have a good week or who would win the game. This one is pretty sharp that I hit it dead on the head. I said Panthers would sack Ryan Tannehill four times, and it hit exactly four times. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's an on the money shot right there. So like I would have hoped that you placed a lot of bets that week. I don't know if you can find. Well, you probably can take a sack prop, but I bet the over under would have been like two. So I, I don't think I played that. We'll go look back at your bet, your your best bets from that week on Patreon. History. Yeah, we'll check it out. We'll see it. We'll put it out there on Twitter and let people know this was the hottest week that Drew had. Ooh, you did have some that. hot ones. You did have some hot weeks, man. I did. I did. We had one real. Honestly, we had one just god awful, can't get anything right week, and the rest of the year was pretty consistent. So you had an amazing season, dude. You had a very amazing season with best bets. Look, looking to take that energy and move it into NASCAR with both of us. I can't wait for NASCAR. It's my favorite DFS sport, so I'm pumped. Oh my god, it's gonna be great. We get so sidetracked as we're going. We're like ready to get to NASCAR already, but this only goes through week eleven, man. So I don't think we're gonna cover too much more. Um, we have a couple Stefan Diggs versus Adam Thielen's, which you got right on here. Gotta love months. those. That dude, that was that really was like my that was your my, my your biggest thing. success of twenty nineteen. Like twenty nineteen will the NF the twenty nineteen NFL season will go down as the Diggs Thielen year for me. Like, I probably need to go buy as, as much as I would hate to have to do it. I probably should go get a Diggs and a Thielen jersey and just, like, frame it or something in, like, one big shadow box. You should. I think I'm I mean, you, that was what you nailed most of the time. This is only through week 11. So, this probably could have four or five different line items of just listing the same thing. But, yeah, this has us registered for – how many – it has you registered for seven out of 29 and me 20 out of 29. Oh. And that's only through week 11. 
So it has a six, still like you hit 24% of hot takes, right? So that's not terrible. Or some of these aren't really hot takes. This is just a, a big conglomerate of anything that we Random had. shit that yes. poured out of my mouth. Right. That I, I had, well, some of it, I, there was a few of them that I firmly believed. And then there was some that I was like, whatever. Like, here's exactly. a hot take. So, yeah, 24%. Uh, that's Jeff Gordon's number. And he was a Hall of Fame driver. So, might be on my way to the, to the, uh, to the Hot Take Hall of Fame. I like how you turn it to a positive always. You have to do that. Amen, and, dude. I don't think 24% is crazy for a lot of these things are very specific. I mean, you're not able to say Tannehill gets sacked four times and do that more than once or twice a season. Like, that's right. not real. You know, you might, you you might had, be able to say over two. But. You had some some strong hits for sure, but I think where you capitalized the most was just off of just like my completely ludicrous takes, and you were like, "No," nah. and so, congrats, congrats on the victory from from being the sensible one on the show in 2019 when I was just spitting out random shit, except for the dig stealing takes and of course the Jared Goff take, for sure. And I think you just killed me in the one of the conference over under. So I needed this. I needed to have this for, yeah. for, this is for a my good sanity. Dub. So congrats to the, uh, to the hot taker of 2019. You get the award for the official garage guy, hot take boy. So I appreciate that. Would you agree that the early ones are the best? Like the, the, the preseason and week one stuff to me is the best. Cause then after that, it's just a lot of saying like who's going to win and who's going to do what. Right. The early ones are cool to look back on. Week one is always the best because you just like, and and that's something that we're going to continue doing for years to come on this show is just being able to just, just spit out everything that we're thinking. And every year from now on, we need to keep a record of this through our hot takes, our win prediction recaps. I've enjoyed the win prediction recaps. I enjoyed this hot take, and I sure, I'm sure we got a couple more we'll be able to look over. We might get those up on Twitter for you guys. But, yeah, that's just some of the, the wild things that we said and did. And uh, getting a look back on the NFL season one last time before we uh, officially uh, move away, get into NASCAR, and then uh, start kind of loosely keeping up with, you know, NFL draft season and everything happening there. So it's, it's, it's going to be a really weird year because football's not really going away because the XFL, but it's like, I don't know. It's just we're, we're, we're stepping into a new era of sports. We get to, it opens us up to talk about whatever we want. I mean, we can talk XFL, NFL. We can do get back to some Netflix shows. We got all these options, and it's going to be tough on me and you to consolidate it down. Oh, yeah, I know. But, but, hey, that's why we're Garage Guys Fantasy Sports, not Garage Guys Fantasy Football, not Garage Guys Fantasy NASCAR, not Fantasy Basketball. We just we we just we we talking about some sports. We talking about some fantasy. That's what we love. That's why I started this thing up, man. It's just just talk about sports, baby. Let's talk about winning some money. Let's talk about DFS. And now getting into betting and with sports betting kind of taking over the country. So good things to come. Great things. Speaking of those great things, let's get into some live action that we're going to be watching on Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern time out of Daytona, Florida, NASCAR Speed Weeks begins. I was on Twitter. I went ahead and turned my notifications on for old Bob Pockris from Fox. Turned off the, the, the Ian Rappaport notifications for a little bit until it gets a little closer to draft season. 
And so now we got the, the Pockers notifications on. Saw all the haulers were, were arriving at Daytona on Thursday night. And uh, the clash, the Bush clash is Sunday, which is a 75-lap shootout. I don't know if any of you guys have heard of iRacing or any of the virtual NASCAR stuff they have out there right now. But if you have some time on your hands before Sunday, go on YouTube, look up the Bush clash at Daytona iRacing. Watch that race. The last three laps, they had one of the wildest wrecks that I've ever seen in my entire life on a video game and iRacing racing is really becoming like a real deal thing. Like there's, you know, we, we talk about all the time. William Byron is a cup series driver. He literally started his career racing on iRacing. racing. So go watch that crazy wreck. If it's going to emulate anything like that, then we are in for a wild bush clash on Sunday. So I know you like hearing that bush clash in front of it. I like hearing the bush bush. You can't think about, nascar and not think about bush it just goes hand in hand now especially with brad k slam brad k's going just yeah. go ahead and clear slam. it out clear it out it's it's an it's a bush league so so now the beer reference will move on to kevin harvick so we're we're, we're gonna be a a slam k harves no no pound k harves got pound, pound the k harves okay pound k harves so i'm gonna try to get with kevin harvick uh, one race this season and get him to say that on a video for us for garage guys. That'll be uh that's on the bucket list. You're Hold committed to, to the big things such yeah. as this. Yeah. God, I mean, that's huge. Like, I mean, who cares about getting, you know, a 30 minute in-depth interview with a, with a driver about, you know, their racing career and their accomplishments and achievements. Just give me four seconds of, of saying pound some K harves. I'm, I'm he probably happy. would appreciate that. He probably gets the same boring questions every day. Yeah, and that's why we're bringing this this new energy to NASCAR because we, I want to be the guy that walks into the media room and the drivers are like, "Yo, there's the, there's the garage guys right there. Fuck you guys! Like ESPN, get out the way! Like I, I'm going to talk to this guy because he just wants to shake hands and just talk about like you know what's going down on the on the boulevard at Talladega at 11:46 on a Friday night. You know what I mean? Like, like we're we're those guys. So, you're, you're, you're telling me you don't want to know about the turn three? What's going to happen in turn three? Nah, nah, man. How I'm dare you? About, we're not worried about it. I'm just not kidding. worried about it. Not worried about not worried about those left turns. We just want we just want to party with the boys. That's what we're doing out there. So yeah, I'm sure we'll be getting some in depth interviews and stuff like that too. Maybe, but a lot of stuff in store for the NASCAR season. But back to this, the the clash actually has been reinstated as the bush clash after seven years of not being the bush clash so this was started by the founder of bush beer what's bringing it back what's after seven years what's the reasoning i i really truly believe that i haven't really looked into it i guess that maybe for nostalgic purposes and by and by that i'm wanting to say that that is a really good sign for the type of stuff that we're trying to do in the sport of NASCAR. Because if you haven't noticed, there's a lot of vintage NASCAR gear going around. There's a lot of people that are, you know, millennial in our age group that are, you know, wearing the cutoff jorts and the old school stuff. Like it's really picking back up in the sport, man. And like, it's the sports really getting a a really good sense of culture again, because it kind of lost it after a while. So that's what I'm so hyped about NASCAR for is just the cultures coming back. 
So I think that it's a great thing they're doing this. Their promo ad was literally Dale Earnhardt holding like a big plastic bush bottle for this race. So I thought that was pretty epic. It's, it's going to be a fun race. It's, a, it's like a preseason race, basically. And the only way that you can race is by invite. You have to have either won a bush clash uh, race previously and be a full-time Cup Series driver. You've had to either win the Daytona 500 or uh, get the pole in the Daytona 500 or make the playoffs the previous year. So that's the only three ways you can get into the Bush Clash, and it's very different from all the other races, which makes things different in DFS and makes things different with sports betting as well. I like the format of this with the, the stipulations there because most races from here on out after this have a similar player pool. And I just think that this is a kind of a unique way to start the season. So I'm, I'm a big fan of it. And, you know, we might as well go ahead and talk a little bit about uh, DFS. I know DraftKings uh, and FanDuel have contests. DraftKings released their contest on uh, Thursday morning. Um, I remember I was looking at it when I was, I was writing an article earlier in the week and I didn't see it anywhere. So it just kind of like popped up out of nowhere. But um, there's a, there's definitely a couple of drivers that I like. And when you're looking at this race, like I said, not everybody's in it, but four, four guys that, that I'm kind of like leaning towards in DFS, I'm looking at, of course, Joey Logano. I think he is the, uh, he's going to probably be the favorite in DFS, the guy that everybody's going to be looking at to probably win this thing. And we're looking at him. He's going to be valued at 9,800 on DraftKings and 12,000 on FanDuel. Basically just because, I mean, he's kind of taken over as like the guy at Penske. Now there's going to be some different stuff happening with Blaney and Brad Keselowski. I know they're switching uh, crew chiefs. I think I mentioned that on episode 134. I think I talked about it briefly. And then I'm also feeling Denny Hamlin, mainly just because Hamlin's won this thing three times in, in his career. He's 9,600 on DraftKings, and, and surprisingly he's 11,500. So he's kind of like right there underneath Logano. But, uh, you know, we saw Hamlin win the 500 last season. And he's got to be pissed because of how last season played out. Six wins. Kyle Busch wins the championship. He caught a bad break at Homestead. You know that fire is still going to be lit up under his ass. And that's either going to be a good or a bad thing for Hamlin. Yeah, I'm kind of sh- shocked to see the, the prices the way they are. I mean, there's not going to be very many races where we see Logano ahead of Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick some of these names, even Denny Hamlin, that kind of jumped off the page to me that Logano's at the very top. Yeah, and it's it's very weird. Like, you're looking around. Like, I mean, I'm looking at the – even looking at the odds right now over on the DraftKings Sportsbook, Hamlin is actually above him there. So, I'm guessing they're maybe looking at it as Joey kind of being somebody that can get out front and lead the laps, and that's maybe why he's priced a little bit higher. But – Right now, looking at Joey Logano, he's plus 800 for the winning spot and plus 200 for a top three finish. So, uh, you know, he's, he's definitely higher ranked up there on the, on the totem pole. Where's uh, Harvick and Bush at the, to win? So, Harvick is actually Kurt, uh, Kurt Bush. Are you looking talking about Kyle Bush? Talk about Kyle. So, Kyle is at plus 1,100 to win and plus 275 for a top three finish. And you're going to see Harvick at plus 325, and he's, he's plus 1,300 for the winning spot. So, they're not looking at him to be the one, which I feel is odd because he's the guy out there. It's, it's always the one that is, like, driving the car that's actually 
sponsored by the people that are sponsoring the race. It always seems like they kind of get a little bit of backlash. You think it would be the other way around, but it's not. Yeah, that's interesting. I just, I couldn't help but notice when I opened the app and, and looked at it that Bush, Harvick, and Truex, who are three of the big names, are actually below Chase Elliott, Brad Keselowski, Denny Hamlin, and Joey Logano. So just something I, I wanted to notice, but obviously you know how I am. I don't, until we know where these people are starting, then we're going to have a little bit more clarity on which of the favorites we actually like. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, like I, I can put you know, I, we, I, I normally put an article out and it's kind of just a preview, but I don't know a hundred percent what I'm going to do until, you know, Saturday. Um, like on Saturday, they're going to be doing the drawing at six thirty PM Eastern for the starting position for the clash. So that's when, you guys are listening to this now, you'll need to get over to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Patreon page and check out our updates that we have. That's when we're going to be able to lay that stuff out there for you. Um, and we're going to be able to show you exactly what we're looking at and how we're feeling about this. Um, but, you know, you're talking about like some drivers like, you know, uh, Kyle Busch, yeah, he's like 8,700 on DraftKings. And he's ranked below, you know, Chase Elliott and even Brad Keselowski. And Keselowski's at 9,300. I would feel like after the the way that Keselowski did this past season, that he'd be a little bit lower than that. But, you know, maybe there's they're, they're looking at some emotional stuff by it. Maybe they're looking at, you know, him making the, uh, the change at crew chief. There's all kinds of different factors out there. But with Martin Truex, I'm not surprised. Truex has always kind of, you know, fell a little bit lower when it comes to the restrictor plate races or, or, you know, those super speedways, he doesn't really have that great of, of, of finishes or doesn't really race that great at all in those races. He's more of an intermediate and quite weirdly uh, he's become a short track, good short track racer this past season had never won a short track race. Um, he broke the trend and now he's carrying that momentum. Yeah. So that that's one thing to look out for too. I mean, we've seen him break one trend you know, and he's got a new crew chief now, too. Cole Pern actually stepped away from NASCAR. So, I can't – I don't have the guy's name right in front of me or his background, but I'm going to get a little bit more of that before we go into the 500 because I'm going to make sure I've got every tool possible to make sure that we're on top of our game in NASCAR this season. Um, but, you know, another driver that I'm looking at that's kind of uh, – that is going to be looked over a little bit, and he has – had one of the better cars, if not the best car at Hendrick. Um, and that's William Byron. Dude is stupid fast. He, uh, he won the pole for the 500 last season. He's another guy that I'm looking out for in this clash race. Um, you can get him for 6,600 and he's 8,500 on FanDuel. And I'm, I'm basically, you know, putting that off of, you know, this is his, he's going into what now his third year with Chad Knauss as his crew chief. Chad Knauss is a legendary crew chief, won a lot of championships with Jimmy Johnson. And every year we've seen Byron get a little bit better. And I think that this might be the year that Billy B actually gets him a, a win. Uh, it may not come at the clash. It may be later down the road. But I definitely think that, 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 uh, that William Byron's got what it takes to get a win this season. Yeah, I do too. I think we might see – I mean, we've seen steady improvements from, from Willie B and, and Bowman, right, who was around – came into NASCAR around the same time. Bowman so. got his first win at Chicagoland. And plus, we, we already know that I think Bowman has one of the sexier cars in the entire slate of drivers. So, with that Vaveline 88, I don't know. Shit just hits different. For sure. I there feel like they've – have they, off of paint schemes. Hey, <laughs> hey, I mean, I don't – I think we agree that that was – my favorite was obviously the – throwback to, to Jeff Gordon, but my number two was Bowman. Right. So we got some 
some solid agreement there. But would you agree, and it's my assessment off there, that Willie B and Alex Bowman have kind of both made those steps of progression around the same time? I mean, it seems like they've both gotten a little bit better each year, but I could be a little bit jaded there. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, they really did. Like, they made good strides. I think that, you know, William still has a little bit of work to do. This is going to be his big proving year. Um, you know, just by Alex Bowman winning that one race, he's, he's looked at it a lot more seriously now. Um, and winning, winning one Cup Series race will do that for a driver, and I, I don't think that he's done winning races. If anything – uh, is as sad as it is to say it, Jimmy Johnson right now is the worst driver, you know, for Hendrick. Uh, just he's he had a couple of decent races last season, but with this being his retiring year, I know that they're going to try to do. But because of he, who he is, you know, this is like when Gordon retired, or like you know, if Dale Earnhardt would have been around, or or uh, another one, Dale Jr. You know, when Dale Jr. retired, it's going to kind of be like a year like that. There's going to be a lot of Jimmy Johnson fans out there that are going to be just, you know, cheering for him hard. A lot of people are going to be cheering for him hard. So the farewell tour for him is either going to do him good or do him bad. But from what we saw last season, it's not looking like a lot of momentum is going to be carried over. No, I think we both want him to do better than last year, especially for, sure. for, it, being, for it being his walk-off his walk off season at Swan Song. But uh, just glancing over here to confirm my uh, William Byron and Alex Bowman, uh, William Byron, 14 top tens, and uh, Alex Bowman, 15. So both of those guys had similar results. Hand in hand, yeah. Yeah, but obviously, you know, he'd rather win the race. So Bowman has that that edge on him. But yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I think Byron takes one home this year. He's got to, man. He's definitely got to. And um, talking about Jimmy Johnson, he's uh, he's 6,400 on DraftKings. Now, if you want to play just, you know, the, the whole uh, – I guess you say the, the narrative of the story of, you know, the hero gets his win. He did win the clash last year. So he, <laughs> he, I mean, and people got so excited talking about how good of a year he was going to have it kind of downhill from there. But so I, maybe you shouldn't want to win the clash. Maybe whoever wins the clash, we need to just kind of write them off. Do you think they race all that hard? Or is this really just kind of a, how much, how much is this preseason racing versus how much is this, just a normal race. What do you, where do you sit on that? You know, the way I look at it is this, anytime a competitor gets out on a track, they want to win these guys. For me being around these drivers, talking to these drivers, it doesn't matter what's going on. You know, you might have one or two out there on the field that, you know, that might think otherwise. And typically they don't really last in the series. Every one of those guys wants to win every time that rubber hits the road. So it's like, I don't think it's any different than any other race. Like they're out there, they want to win, they're competing, they're going hard no matter what. Yeah, I'm interested to see before I play uh, DFS, I'm going to go back and look at the history of how much passing is going on and how many cars are finishing the race. Just to, just out of curiosity, right? Because if, if there's not much passing and everyone's finishing the race, which I think most people obviously will in the clash, I'm going to be really interested in, in playing the pole sitter. So – that's kind of how I'm thinking right now. With that only being 75 laps, I mean, it's tough. I mean, you're definitely going to see whoever is in, like, that top five area, like, those are going to be the guys that, you know, you got to watch out for making moves. And they pit um, once, right? Yeah, they have – so there's 25 laps, they're going to pit, and then they're going to run 50 laps straight to the win. So you can only screw up one pit stop. So that your margin of error there is – you, as long as you take care of business on one pit stop, you know, that's a lot of, a lot of other races that we'll talk about. 
you'll see these pit crews screw up. But when you only have one to do, I feel like your margin of error is a little bit smaller. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got that one, you got that one pit, so you got to just make sure you hit right on that. But I'm looking at last year's results right now, and I think there was eight drivers that didn't finish. It was Paul Menard, um, wow. Kyle, Kyle Busch, uh, Martin Trex Jr., Clint Boyer, Denny Hamlin, Brad Keselowski, Kyle Larson, Eric Jones. Um, and it was Jimmy Johnson, Kurt Busch, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, and Alex Bowman in the top five of the clash last year. So they're definitely racing hard, man. You got that. That's, that's eight out of 20 drivers that did not finish the clash. So, um, yeah, treat it like anything else. And just because of how quick it's going to be, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's, I don't know. This is one of the more exciting ones just because it's just like so fast paced and, yeah. you know, and for, for just the casual fan out there, like the, the people that sit there and complain all the time, like, I don't want to watch NASCAR. It takes too long. This and that watch this shit. It's 75 laps. Like it's probably going to be like a total of like maybe like 30, 40 minutes. Exactly. Go ahead and subscribe and get some, some lineups from us or get our rankings and then build your lineups because we're going to do, I know, I know we're talking pretty loosely about these races, but before I do anything, before I'm submitting lineups or submitting content, I'm going to be looking into all this race history and doing all that work for you. So, right. so will you, so me, me and Drew, see, you know, Drew, Drew took a lot of time uh, with, with the Patreon page with football this past season. And the, uh, the thing that, that we've, we've both discussed and looked into is that when it comes to NASCAR, you know, I, I do write articles uh, with, with Roto Baller, but there's so much work that's going to go into Garage Guys and to our Patreon page this season as far as you know, making sure that our patrons, like stuff that you're not going to get from me at Roto Baller is going to be on this Garage Guys Patreon page. And, and that is, and so like, literally it's, you know, you got me and Drew both putting our heads together, doing all this research for you guys. It's uh it's going to be legit. We're, we're going to, we're going to be having a lot of celebrations. We're going to be doing a lot of winning. And this is just a sport that I am so passionate about. We've all heard Drew's story with NASCAR, how, you know, he, he got into it through, through DFS and he enjoys it and it's been very profitable for him. And for me, I grew up on the sport and, you know, watching it since I was a child, literally been to a race where I got to see Dale Earnhardt and Jeff Gordon both on the track, like with my own two eyes. It's just the, the, the level of, of nostalgia that I have with it and now being able to put, you know, my, my fantasy knowledge, you know, to good use with this sport is just incredible. So it's, uh, this is definitely going to be a very fueled project that we're, we're linking up and, and we can't wait to get it rolling for you guys. So, uh, and it all kicks off for the Daytona 500 next week. So get over there, get on that tier system, $10 a month. Literally you will make that money back so fast. I'm pumped about it. I started last year with some, with the rankings and commentary and I continue to do that. And then obviously I mean you're going to be working together on a lot of stuff and overall I'm thinking we're going to, we're just going to get better and better, man. So I'm, I'm pumped. Amen, baby. All right. Well guys, that is our show. Uh, be on the lookout for uh, for different updates. Again, if you want to subscribe and you want to become a Garage Fan VIP, it's patreon.com slash garage guys. NASCAR is back. Go celebrate that hot take recap award, my man. You deserve it. The hot taker of the year. Drew right here, popping pop champagne bottles. Uh, late shout out to the clock. And uh, yeah, love you. Episode 135. It's been fun. See you again next week. Sports. Party. Repeat.
Huh. You niggas gon' end up in a hurt. Hey, you niggas gon' end up in a dirt. Dirt from the trenches had to make it work. Work and these for niggas just gon' make it work. I'm a star, four and little whipping, I'm whipping this car. I might just park in the yard. Catch the eyes like and I rip them apart. Fuck it, I got no heart. Show no emotions, I live in the dark. I don't know why, but that bitch left me scarred. I don't know why you just ain't play your part. Now you focus on wishing me hard. Fuck it, right the bare arms. I keep that stick on me arms. Under the enemy arms. I cannot fold under enemy arms. Under the enemy arms. Under the enemy arms. You niggas gon' end up in a hurt. You niggas gon' end up in a dirt Dirt from the trenches had to make it work And these four niggas just gon' make it worse Worse Four I'm in this bitch with the gang I'm in this bitch with the gang I'm in this bitch with the gang Party, we gon' let it bang Chopper, we gon' let it bang Go in your brain inside Chopper, we gon' let it bang Go in your brain inside Four I'm in this bitch with the gang. I'm in this bitch with the gang. I'm in this bitch with the gang. Party, we gon' let it bang. Trouble, we gon' let it bang. Go in your brain inside. Trouble, we gon' let it bang. Go in your brain inside. You niggas gon' end up in a hurt. You niggas gon' end up in a dirt. Dirt from the trenches had to make it work. And these four niggas just gon' make it work. That's the enemy arms. How that's the enemy arms. Take down the enemy's army. Take down the enemy's army. How that's the enemy's arms. How that's the enemy's arms.